Hey folks, my name is Zelia, and I'll be narrating the tale for you today. We have a treat today of a story series by our own Mitzi or show for a novel they are writing called Ghost Rain. The author did let me know that they are planning on writing a book upon it, so out of respect to them, we'll be showcasing the first chapter for you today. This series is a period piece that takes place in a setting called an irreplaceable world. The website that this takes place on is called irreplaceableworld.weebly.com, and the link will be provided down below. Mitzi is also a brilliant artist, so many would consider this a double threat. So with that being said, let's continue on with the story. So let's set the tale as we venture into Ghost Rain. Indianapolis, Union Station, South Wind, Wednesday, 29th, September, 1860. They call it a sun shower. You mean go straight. Pardon? Where I'm from, an old friend called it ghost rain. It's an omen. An, an omen? It means devils are a the words after that were forgotten, but gazing out the window, she was hard-pressed to remember if any were important or not. Honestly, beyond the strangeness of commenting on rainfall during the middle of the day, without a cloud in sight, it was almost not worth thinking of. The rain itself, though it was surely a sign, had to be a blessing from some god that still listened to her prayers. Hope blossomed in her chest that it surely would be for the better but that lingering memory of the stranger's words made her lips twist into a frown. Gaze sharpened into her own reflection in the window, and she traced her eyes along a sight that was long since boring. Coppery red hair trailed along her cheeks, spilling in a messy fountain from the bun she had hastily tied to. Cornflower blue eyes looked back at her, and a full lips twisted into a scowl. Freckles dusted her cheeks and her ears were too pointed to hide. Pale hand lifted and traced a nail that was long and pointed along the tip of one ear. So, 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 que, um, Miss Angelina? The stuttering and butchering of her curtain name made her sigh. Turning away from her reflection in the station glass, she focused her attention onto the attendant, who was waiting patiently for her regard. Lips twisted into a pretty smile with barely a thought, as dimples on her cheeks made themselves plainly known. It didn't escape her gaze the way his eyes trailed along the curls of her hair to her bared shoulders, and the down pale blue of her cotton top to the leather of the corset that cinched her waist. Nor the appreciative scan at the long ruffles of her Hmm, yes? Honeyed word was enough to jolt the young man's attention back to her, and she smiled once. Ah, uh, Miss Angelina, how do you do, ma'am? Youth bowed, a clumsy dropping of his hat, making her chuckle as she faced him fully. I'm Ralph, ma'am, and I'm here to help with your bag. Clining her head, she motioned to the two bags that waited on the platform right near her feet. By all means, please. 
she observed as he hastily gripped her bags and lifted them with only the slightest effort. The fan in her hand flicked open with a soft noise. Half her face was hidden by it as she failed to suppress a smile at his antics while falling through the smoke and fog onto the train. Acrid scent of coals in the flames and the brushed heat of steam in the burning metals that screeched made her eyes start about. Jasmine. Carnage sharply her attention surged through the bustling crowd of people as a whisper reached her ears. Weary eyes searched, sharp and uneasy as her fingers clutched the polished wood of her fan so tightly she could hear it creaking. The breath that caught in her throat was enough to make her release it in a slow sigh as she forced her tense shoulders to relax. When she turned back towards the train, she smiled at Ralph to assure him of her well-being before she started towards him again. Forgive me. I, I, I honestly thought I heard some. Oh, I understand, miss. Sometimes I like to listen to conversation no one thinks I can hear. Lips twisted into a amused smile as her fingers caught hold of her skirts, lifting them to step onto the train. An eavesdropper, are you? I'll keep that in mind. Unable to contain her laughter as she watched his face bloom red, she reached out with gentle fingers to ruffle his hair. The fondness in her motion stopped his embarrassed muttering as he began to lead the way deeper into the train towards the passengers' cars. There was a moment of unease, the hair on the back of her neck standing on end as she glanced out at the puttering crowd once more. Dismissing her own unease as nothing, she stepped into the hallway, missing the flash of a dark suit approaching the train at a quick step. Two cars ahead, a dark shadow boarded the train, settling into his train car as the sky opened up once more. Rain began to pour from the clouds that rolled over the purity of the sky, swathing it in shadows. Clacking of her door as it was open prompted her to smile to Ralph, where he stood on his tiptoes to push her bags onto the overhead rails. For several moments, Angelina watched him before she reached up and gently pushed on the side of her. There, with both of us, it only took a moment. Her smile turned from the luggage to the boy, who was yet again black. But it's my job, miss. Squaring his shoulders, he attempted to make himself seem larger than he really was as he hefted the second bag. Stubbornly rising onto his toes again, he shoved it onto the overhead rails with only minor difficulty. So I see, and you do it well. The gleam of a golden coin in her hands prompted him to widen his eyes as she laid the coin into the outstretched palms. The seriousness of her gaze made him stare at her. Won't spend it all in one place. $5 coin was hastily buried into a pocket, as if he was afraid she would demand a bet. I won't, miss. I promise. Stepping aside, she watched him rush past, shouting some other boy's name as he went. A shake of her head and she entered her train car. It only took a moment to close the door and settle to the plush seat. The world fell away in the sudden quiet from the closed door, and she let her eyes wander around the train car. It was beautifully designed, simple, functional, exactly what people wanted. Trains were a quick way to travel in relative comfort, though she curled her nose at the smell. It rankled, despite every attempt she made to deal with it. 
the reek of perfume and cologne, the constant scent of burning coal filled her nose, not to mention the terrible noises that constantly assaulted her. It was a nightmare, she decided su sufficiently, and almost completely uncalled for as a means for travel. Dainty feet were kicking off her shoes before she thought better of it, and soon she was looking out the window. Rain was pelting the glass, and she leaned her shoulder against the wall. It had taken her all of a few minutes to get comfortable, hands folded almost inappropriately on the tabletop. Not that the thought of impropriety bothered her, not after all this time. Lips quirked in amusement at the turn her thoughts had made. Lips parted and she closed her eyes, humming faintly to herself. Oh, if Sirius could see me now, I wonder if I'd be chastised. Eyes opened as she looked out the window up to the sky, the dark clouds easily reflecting her mood now as she let her thoughts drift on the winds to the past. Unable to stop herself, the humming turned into a softly sung song. Waiting here for you to come home to sing to me a little ditty ditty. The song was cut off as the train lurched forward with a shriek. Like a dying animal, the horn blared to life, and people waved from the platform as she felt the wheels start to move. Red hair caught the light from the sun through the clouds as she leaned forward a little and gazed to the crowd, smiling. This is certainly a fortuitous start to a new journey, I suppose. The quiet musing drifted into silence as she watched the world begin to speed up. Years had been unkind, she decided, glancing out her window and watching the rain spatter against the glass. Feeling her lips twist into a frown as she leaned her head on the cold surface. The world was soon trickling by at speeds that would have astounded her a century ago. As it was, the acrid scent of burning fuel and the trembling of the train cart was enough to send her vaulting out the window. An instinct she firmly patted down. Is... Miss... Jolted from her thoughts by a voice that had been calling her name for what seemed to be only a few moments, she turned her bright blue eyes to the woman in the doorway. Yes? Paying him something she couldn't identify stretched through her heart when she realized that she could no longer detect an accent in her own voice. Would you like coffee or tea, miss? Tea, if you could please. Taking the offered teacup and plate, she watched as the rich brown liquid was poured and she was left with a steaming cup. Barely noted the sugar, milk, and honey that was set on a small table with She looked once more outside as she lifted the small cup to her lips and took a sip of the burning liquid, relishing the scent of it and decided it was much preferred over the acidity of the air. Feeling her messy updo clinging to her neck, she rested her head against the glass once more. After all, there was no one she was attempting to impress in her once more empty cabin room. The song she had been singing minutes before came once more to her unbidden lip. Waiting here for you to come home to sing to me a little ditty ditty. A little ditty ditty, I have come to sing to you. The masculine voice picked up the next line of the song without the slightest hesitation. 
jolted roughly from her musing and her singing, she stared at the familiar shadow in the reflection of the mirror. It took no thought for her to twist in her seat, turning to the door and meeting the eyes the colors of forgotten fields of green. He was smiling a quiet sort of smile. The agent in his eyes didn't escape her sight, nor did her spilt tea escape his notice. My lady bowed his head, and her words caught in her throat for only a moment before she bowed her head as well. Hastily, she began to scrabble with her kerchief to mop up the spilt tea. She was unable to contain the rambling that had become her attempted articulation. My lord, it had been a very long time. I, I, I didn't, you... Finally, she gave up as the tea had become a lost cause, looking up at him. Tears gathered at the corner of her eyes, and they were wiped away by fingers that were still as tender as she breathed a single word. Micah. It is good to see you, Jasmine. But here I am called Tannis Rourke. And here I am Angelina Skolikov. She breathed, watching him settle himself across from her, as if it were the easiest thing in the world for him to do. Russian. So this is where you ended up. No wonder I couldn't find you. You were looking for me? Look offended by the disbelief in her comments. Of course I was! Since the night you ran away. You still have my staff, after all. But more than that, you are packed. Tears gathered at the reverence she heard in his declaration of that one word. Unable to trust her voice, she nodded mutely, looking down at the empty teacup and the mess of liquid at the tabletop. Let's take care of that. Strange bitterness that marked Micah's scent tickled her nose. It was with mounting disbelief she watched him murmur only a word, and the liquid whipped itself across the table. Seeing him twisting his fingers and the liquid following the flow, she had a startling revelation that explained the how, but not yet the why. You're a wizard. His answering chuckle made something warm bloom in her chest. One person calls me a wizard, some call me a sorcerer, another yet a warlock. I simply prefer calling myself gifted. She was smiling now, a real smile that reached her eyes, the tattered edges of her soul soothed by a familiar old presence of someone she loved dearly. The sharpness of his gaze easily caught the minute relaxing of her shoulders and the exhausted drooping of her eyes. He didn't even have a defense against the thickness of enchantment in the air, as the smell of bitterness prompted her to sneeze off. My god, he's... he's something wrong. Thoughts fading as sleep took her. I'm sorry. He murmured softly, reaching out to stroke his fingers along her cheek. He marveled at the softness of her skin as she leaned onto the wall. That moment, however, was ruined when the train rocked violently, and he was jostled away from her. Green eyes narrowed as he gathered his hat, pulling on his gloves and leaning down. 
You are strong. Don't lose yourself. Warm breath rushed against your ear, and the pointed tip twitched. Wind rushed suddenly through the small car, and then he was gone. Only a deep umber gem, the color of her spilt tea, on the tabletop indicated he had ever been there. Simply a magical tale. It's hard to do a period piece right, and the setting of the effervescent world awakes the imagination. We'll let you know, fellow chronicles, once the book becomes available for purchase. And if Misty herself grants us the need to, you may see other chapters pop up, or other works of hers. Hint, hint, this may or may not be us begging. Please enjoy the song chosen at the end of this podcast. The details of such will be provided below. If you do enjoy our work, feel free to subscribe to our YouTube section or sign up for the podcast in any one of the links down below. Want to submit a story? There's a link down there as well. Let us know how we're doing. We'd love to hear from you. Like always, our time together is short, but with what little time we have, thank you for sharing it with us. Good night. Thank mm-hmm. you.